All right, all right, all right. That's all right. So on this episode of the Gentleman's Bureau, we're going to go over Green Lights, the book, by the man, the myth, the legend, Matthew McConaughey. Um, overall, I thought it was a great book, guys. Great book. Got to learn a lot about Matthew that uh, I think a lot of people didn't know, would have never guessed. And uh, yeah, it's going to be kind of interesting watching his movies from here on out. Yeah, that little uh, that extra bit of information on like what he's been doing, like in yeah. those time periods, it was crazy. I'd always like heard that he was he was an out there kind of guy, like you know, getting out and doing stuff, and just like not being cookie cutter Hollywood guy, and uh, have like proof of that to the extent that we have proof of that. Fucking crazy, man. Like, my respect for this man grew just for his life experiences. Like, he is, he is definitely a been-there-done-that kind of guy. Hearing all the stories. I love hearing all the stories of, like, when he was talking to people back when he wasn't famous. Like, he was, he was on his way, you know, to being famous. And right. these people were just, they kind of treated him like uh, any other guy. Like, I love hearing that shit because it's like... It, Later on, did they know, like, oh, fuck, yeah, I said this to that guy that one time, like, damn, like, he made it, you know? I wonder if we ever went back to Johan. To uh, ride the bikes? Or, like, just talk to him, give him some tales about, like, his time in Africa. Right? Like, I think that's the wildest part of the book is, like, he his friend wrecked that fucking brand new bike. Cotty. And then he fucking got him a new one. Like what? Yeah. So like, complete your trip, bro. It's like, you need what? to go ride these bikes. You need to have this adventure. Come back and tell me about it after. Go ride the bikes. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah, dude. His wife Wild, is pissed. Man. That would never <laughs> happen today. It would never happen. Nah. It was very strange. Like, I I like how like with the uh, the whole adventure too. Since we're on the bike one, it's like. He didn't even have enough money to do that trip, and he still yeah. went and did it. Like, you yeah, know what I mean? I, I think that's what people need to do. It's kind of how I do all my trips, actually. <laughs> yeah. I get the, I get the tickets, and I'm like, I got the tickets. I'm I can get there, and I can get back. Uh, after yeah. that, it's on me. <laughs> exactly. Just gotta figure it's, it out, I guess. Thanks no. for more interesting trips, man. Speaking of that, like, Denver was pretty cool. Denver was was fun. We uh we were kind of pooped, honestly. Moving was like it was super super easy, super quick and efficient. But like it was just it's just a tiring thing, man. Up and down stairs, moving. Matthew McConaughey would have did that trip though. I think he I think he would have been proud of us. We we were pretty good about it. Yes. It started raining right as we went to load the U-Haul. Stopped raining for the drive, and then started raining. Started raining for the drive. Yeah, like like we were we were only like a few more three miles out. Three quarters of the way. Yeah. We were three quarters of the way and it starts raining. And it's still raining when we get there and we're like, come on. <laughs> it was wild. But yeah, we got everything in and out pretty quick. We actually what, we we had the U Haul for like an hour and a half less than we thought we needed it. So Yeah. Nice. yeah we- <laughs> so what what let's I guess let's start at uh the beginning of the book. Uh okay. with his family. He was telling us about his family. Yeah, talking about his family. His 
His family's a little out there. His, his family was very uh, interesting. Like, rough, married, I want to married say. and divorced three times to each other. Yeah, that's yeah. wild. That's kind of crazy. His dad seems like a cool dude. Reminds yeah. me a lot of like, you know, the the manly figures in my life growing up. <clears throat> yeah, for yeah. sure. This is cool. Which uh, I think, like, his family, like, he talked a lot about his family because his family did shape shape him, also. Yeah. And to who he was, who he is, and um, like his brother, randomly, you know, I thought that was like crazy his brother one brother's a big golfer and then the other brother is a like an oil pipe salesman like crazy enough and his yeah. dad's like let's go steal a whole bunch of pipe from somebody <laughs> which i thought was hilarious yeah. <laughs> just randomly he's like i gotta get into a fist fight with my own father to tell him no which was just so funny. Yeah. I was like, Jesus Christ. Matthew McConaughey was like one step away from living in a trailer the rest of his life. I swear to God. Yeah. <laughs> like right. at any point. I mean, he wasn't a trailer biggest... for a while when it was just him and his dad when they got divorced the first time. And he freaking, you know what he did? He lives in a trailer in classic McConaughey fashion. He finds a big ass tree, steals a bunch of lumber supplies that today would be worth probably millions of dollars. Yeah, way to go, lumber. Especially right uh, now. Yeah, and then he builds a monster 13-story treehouse in a big old white pine in Central Texas. Like, what? Where is it? I want pictures. I want to see what it looked like. Exactly. Yeah. And then Crazy what does he stuff. do? He just he leaves that. Town. Leaves it. Never <laughs> goes back. Never goes back. Like at yeah. some point, you gotta be able to like, hey, Dad, where's where was that trailer we lived in? And then you drive there, and you'd be like. Now I'm going to walk through the woods and see if I can find that tree again. It's probably pretty easy. He said it was the tallest tree around. Big old white pine. Man, you should go back. Matthew McConaughey, if you're watching this, I need you to go back and see if you can find that tree house. Well, we know he's watching it. He's a huge fan of the show. Uh, doesn't it make you kind of want to like, start writing down things in your life so you have these memoirs, these journals? Because like, he started when he was 14 writing this shit. Yeah, it's like, yeah. damn, like, how did he know to do that? Like, if he didn't do it, plus, like, you can look back and be like, ha, ha, yeah, fuck, can't believe I, that happened that one time or that one night. Like, you know, just, like, that's crazy. Like, maybe I should start writing a journal of, like, all of that just in case. I don't know. Right. I mean. It's well, wild. you talk a lot about the government, so, yeah, I think you should keep a journal. Just in case. After every single paragraph, I do not feel obligated to kill myself. (laughs) (laughs) I will not delete myself. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, what's that other guy? Someone just got Epstein. Deleted? Yeah. Oh, McAfee, the guy, the antivirus guy, who was like a well-known, like, renowned criminal, outlaw, hated the government. (laughs) He's a a well-known criminal. Well, Well, he was a well-known, like... um, you know, he, he he didn't jive with, and he always posted, like, he's got two tattoos that said, like, I will not kill myself. I will not uninstall myself. He he had one tattoo because it was, like, because uh, yeah. he made that McAfee antivirus software and shit. He was, like, made his fucking bucks and sold the company and fucking oh, lived the like a baller. Millions of dollars. 
Yeah, he 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 moved to uh he moved to um all over the did, world. He moved Spain. all over the world, but they caught him in Spain. Um, but yeah, he he tax evasion because yeah. fuck taxes, right? And yeah. uh, so they got him on that, and then two days in Spain in a Spanish prison, he hung himself. Okay. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Well. <laughs> anyway, back to the book. <laughs> back to the book. Hey, I understand. Uh, I it, did, was worth, it was worth no. Yeah. <laughs> nice. <laughs> no. <laughs> okay. But, uh, of course, like, his early childhood, and then, like, even, even at, like, an, a young age, like, he knew how to, like, work for things. I mean, like, he planned it out, and he, he worked really hard to build that treehouse, which was really, really cool. And then, like, moving forward, high school age, he um, he had that, like, that old beat-up truck. Well, not really, like, an old beat-up truck, but he just had this, this big truck, right? And he, he and everybody kind of had trucks, so he had to work harder to, like, compete with everybody for girls. And then he went out and got, like, this brand-new sports car, and he didn't have to work for it. Like, they were just coming, and then he he didn't have, like, the stride for it. That was really cool. Like, he tells that whole story about how he he sees that he's getting lazy, and he's like, no, nah, I'm going to trade the sports car in and get that truck back. So yeah. I, I have, this, I have like, the gumption to, like, go out and get those girls. Yeah. I, uh, like, work for it. That was really cool. What did you guys take away from that besides, like... Well, I just took like the demographic aspect of it because of where he's from. Like most chicks like dudes with trucks instead of sports cars when you're out in Texas in the country. You know, like that's kind of where what I took from it. It's like he he figured out like that's where it's at in his part of living. Like, cool, you're Mister Exotic now, but they they missed the old. Yeah, they missed the old. Kind of, you know, so yeah, that's what right. I took away from it that I should get a PA system for my car, right? <laughs> PA system for your car, right. that, that's it, <laughs> yeah, that's what he had, man. In his truck, dude, that's true. He could run around and uh, holler at people that was pretty fucking funny yeah. and that was one thing i thought of when we watched days confused was when they were running around with the pa system <laughs> in the in the truck and like harassing yeah. the, the the new freshman i was like that's some shit mcconaughey would do <laughs> exactly right. all right you freshman fucks <laughs> back in vietnam i started we said 50 of yeah. you going in the jungle he said 25 Mr. of you coming out <laughs> 25 of you ain't coming back <laughs> sir <laughs> Every second longer that you could let us live would be great. It's like our sergeant told us one night, one trip into the jungle. <laughs> Man, 25, 50 of you going in, 25 ain't coming back. God uh, damn. Hard ass. Uh, yeah, dude. Oh, those old fucking. Uh, Not everything's about nah. <laughs> yeah, Where's your the, fucking the... element, Donnie? The Nom guys. Oof. Yeah. <laughs> Not everything. God, I gotta watch that movie again. Damn it, Walter. One. Not everything is about Nom. 
Yeah, for the record, he picks me up and he's been watching the Big Lebowski on his phone in the car. <laughs> nice. <laughs> As we're leaving the airport, it's on the scene where he's having that second weird dream where he's he's bowling himself under the ladies. And I was like, oh, I know what this scene's for. I just heard the music and I was like, I know exactly what this is from. Yeah. <laughs> I just dropped in to see what condition of my condition yeah, anyway, uh, the book. What happened after the car, huh? That's when he went to the Dooley's. Oh, Jesus. Well, Australia to the Dooley's. We, we got to piece this together. Uh, one, the Dooley's are just liars because they just oh. wouldn't tell them where they were going. Oh, they're not scared to Sydney. You're going to yeah. love it. Yeah. Just outskirts of outskirts of outskirts of outskirts. Two hours outside of Sydney is still the And you knew they were weirdos whenever they were like, oh, a lot of sin in that city. You don't want to be there. And I was like, oh, these people are crazy. <laughs> that's, a, that's, a, that's a sign right there. Yeah. These people yeah. are insane. And, uh, I actually, I played that part for Lane with the, uh, the audiobook that, that McConaughey does. And um, he was like, why do they sound British? And I was, it's like, yeah, like the Dooleys are trying to sound British in Australia. Because they think it makes him sound smart. And, dude, it's so funny how he does the voices, man. Because, like, you know, it's probably pretty accurate. Yeah. Uh, how and how dude, insecure was that guy, then? If he had to, like, sound British to sound smart and then, he, like, question a whole bunch of ridiculous shit. And he, had like his, he had his office chair on a platform to appear taller. And he would take people into his office just so he could stand on that platform to say something to them <laughs> come on yeah like that's a very little man <laughs> i've heard of the little man complexes before but i think that guy takes the cake or or yeah. uh, the mint jelly on lamb as he said as he likes yeah, yeah. Mint jelly <laughs> goes with lamb yeah man but like i'm just eating lettuce with ketchup on it I'm yeah, i guess that doesn't yeah and i don't even that's... like mint jelly <laughs> that's 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 the, uh, yeah, Dude, it definitely. It was, they're both getting weird with that, right? Yeah, <laughs> at that like time you, period. You know, Everybody's it's eating bad, weird shit, <laughs> right? Fucking Australia. I'm surprised I didn't have any marmite, but uh, like you know, the situation's bad when this kid is running in like a torrential downpour, hurricane warning, 45 mile per hour winds to the president's house to be like, can I get to a different family, please? Mm-hmm. He had the good graces to be like, yeah, I just want to experience more. Yeah, I think he wanted to experience a little bit less, actually. <laughs> yeah, and that brings us to our our topic: the mystery of the book. Was Matthew McConaughey molested? He said he was molested when he was eighteen years old, and when he was eighteen years old, he was in Australia. Yes, he said he was he was drugged and molested at eighteen. In the back of a van. And Why did he, he say that? He, he says that in the intro of his book, and then he doesn't address it in the book. Yeah. One, I don't, I, you know, I, I really don't want to hear about Matthew McConaughey being molested. Like, I'm glad he didn't tell us about it. But yeah. we've pieced it together, Matthew. We got your code. We broke the code. You gave us too code. much information. The and, Dooleys uh, have, have scarred you inside. Yeah. And out. <laughs> Inside and inside. Oh, yes. fuck you. <laughs> inside and inside. 
Oh, well, yeah, they, that's they did. They did. They did it to Matthew actually. So, uh, fuck. Anyway, he didn't become a crazy man from it. So that's good. That's good. That's good. Yeah. Didn't start. To He's got some resilience. Yeah. People. <laughs> He's got some resilience. <laughs> Jesus. Oh, I just thought that was so fucked. I was like, oh my god, why did he say that? Because it was out of nowhere. Whenever he, he brings it up in the intro, and it's like, yeah. What? What was that? <laughs> Rattling everything off. He's like, yeah, I've chased wet dreams in the Amazon. I was molested at age 18 in a van. Like, Wait a minute. Hold on. <laughs> I played baseball. You Back right. it up. Really I, played, continue. I played baseball. Got me a home run once. I got arrested got playing bongos naked. And I've resisted arrest. <laughs> it's like, that I'm on board Must for. Must be stoned, too. Yeah, dude. Yeah. Smoking weed, playing bongos for like two days straight after uh, Longhorns beat the Cornhuskers. And then... Just cops just walked into his fucking house. Yeah. And he said one of them was a cornhusker himself. Fuck that <laughs> shit. Just be chill, man. Yeah, and then what was it? The, the same lawyer that got Willie Nelson off of a possession charge was the guy that got him off for 50 bucks. Yeah. 50 yeah, bucks. That was, that yeah, that's what bucks. it was. And that was, I think that was just for, like the noise violation. Can you imagine that? <laughs> um, but yeah, so he's in Australia. He's... He's being molested. He has to escape this hellhole of a house. And uh, what does he do? He goes. What? Wait. Uh, also, I guess like he had already graduated high school, right? And then yeah. he has to go to high school in Australia. And he's like, Australian girls suck. Like they don't want to hang out afterwards. They all wear their uniforms. Nobody's driving. Like yeah. this blows. Is basically yeah. what he says. Yeah. And then he gets the option of like basically blowing off school and then going to like these work programs that he's not paid for. And he gets to do a whole bunch of random stuff in Australia, which I thought was really cool. Yeah. Bank teller, lawyer's assistant. Uh, what else? I think he was a carpenter too for a little while. Yeah, for a little while. He did a bunch of stuff. Yeah. Yeah, that was definitely cool. And like, yeah, it's weird too. They started him with the junior class because he came in the, in the spring. So he did, like, the rest of the spring semester with the junior class so that in the fall when he went to the senior class, he would be with the same people. And it's like, this guy just graduated high school and you're going to put him back in junior year? What the fuck? The work, pro- the work program made a lot more sense, but he should have gotten at least some kind of payment. Like, he is still doing work. I'm sure yeah. a few of those guys slipped some cash. Yeah, like, oh, a little Matt, bit here and there. Well, Matthew, you're doing a pretty good job. He's 20 bucks, man. He's 20 bucks, man. Yeah. Have you seven burger. No, they're not going to give him $20. They're going to give him 20 didgeridoos. Dollar dues, twenty dollar dues right here, dude. They oh. take a lot more air to Here's push a out. Koala. Than make, man. <laughs> it takes a lot of air capacity to fucking play a didgeridoo for any sustained amount of time. It's ridiculous. Yeah, we were talking about that. Uh, but what we anyway. were also talking about was the fact that the fight that he gets in whenever he leaves the Dooley's house was crazy, because he he this this big. Fucking weirdo is trying to stop Matthew from leaving the house, right? Yeah. So he's like, You're not going to leave. We've decided that you're going to stay the rest of the time here. Yeah. This is after they've like wanted him to call them mom and dad. This is after. Mom and pop. Yeah. Like, he, he, he's criticized from day Don't one. He... He's criticized Matthew McConaughey. Like, yeah. with everything. Like, like just punches the giving wall, his opinion, he... you know? Yeah, and uh, I think something snapped in him 
because he's like he sees freedom like right around the corner. He's been butt fucked probably a dozen times by now, and he sees freedom right around the corner. <laughs> he sees freedom right around the corner, and this guy is like right in his way. So what does he do? He puts his fist through the door. Was it? I think it wall? was the door. Yeah. Might have yeah. been the wall, might have been the door. I don't know. Might have been through he, the wall. Well, he put the door into the wall. I don't know. And like musters up all of his courage to yell at this guy. Yeah. And like the most stern voice possible. And he's like, You're not gonna be fucking me anymore, sir. <laughs> well, that's not what he says, guys, but yeah. It, it does not, but we <laughs> we know what really happened. We know what we, he meant. read between the lines, Mr. McConaughey. We got you. Man. You know, we had a chance for him to like this video. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, he'll like the next one. Hey, you'll probably like it. He'll watch it he by time. Yeah, I and, hope it's something uh, you can laugh about now, but probably not. I hope. I hope so. <laughs> yeah. So then, then he goes from, like, house to house, in a, you know, experiencing new families, you know, in Australia, having a great time. Gets to, like, an end party before he leaves. And they're like, well, my can't believe he survived the dealers that long and he's like you fuckers knew all along you knew how crazy they were and then (laughs) then they come to find out the dually son that was living with matthew's family is driving his truck fucking his girlfriends got one of them fucking pregnant yeah having parties in like lake houses and shit like he's just living the fucking life drained the liquor cabinet like what the fuck swab Best summer of his I life. So pissed. You're using my truck. You're fucking my ex-girlfriend. Get the right. fuck out of here. Eh. Is that Matthew fucking was having fun after he got away from that dude's parents. Right, yeah. Fuck. I guess yeah. if, if, if you had to change places with like a little African kid, right? And he was driving your truck, fucking your ex-girlfriend. Like, would you yeah. be that mad? I'd be like, oh, you finally got some fun. Yeah, that, but yeah. If I'm also getting molested by an African dad, you know, and what going to the river and catching fish every day, like I'd be upset that what I had to go through. I wouldn't be upset that some African kid finally like had a good time, <laughs> right? Yeah, I'd be happy for that. But like, this little asshole, I, fucking Dooley. <laughs> it's just that's all I would be thinking. It was like a miniature Dooley dad. Miniature yeah. You think that uh, you just keep on thinking that 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 kid's just like his dad, and he's driving your truck, and that yeah, you're just getting super mad about it because yeah. you know he's using some fake British accent. Yeah, <laughs> right. You're like you bump his ass. <laughs> Fucking learn from your father, didn't you? <laughs> yeah, for sure. Then, then he comes back, and he's gonna go to law school, but then. No, he still goes. He goes to law school, but yeah. he changes to go to like Austin, where if you know anything about Austin, Texas, it's it's the weird part of Texas, which it's a good thing. Yeah, Matthew McConaughey couldn't be in any other part of Texas. I think. Yeah, dude. It's a place Austin, where you can be Texas, yourself, man. All you gotta strange. be is yourself. What is his, bro- his brother's like? You're gonna love Austin, Texas. Because you'll get, you'll look. There's a a cowboy to your left, a, a lesbian right. blue hair to your right, and a midget bartender yeah. serving y'all. And nobody bats an eyelash. I was like, 
Austin, Texas sounds pretty cool. Yeah, <laughs> I kind of want to go. Yeah, Boys, road trip. Like <laughs> the Gentleman's Bureau in Austin, Texas. That's where that's where all those people have moved to, right? Like uh, Joe, Joe Rogan. Rogan. Yeah. yeah, there's yeah. a big comedy yeah, scene yeah. down there. We'll do a we'll do a podcast with Joe Rogan, all four of us over Skype. Yeah, that would be sick. Yeah, you get a place. Yeah, he's just waiting for us to go to Austin, guys. We just gotta get there. Yeah, of course. I know. Tight. Yeah. Um. So yeah, he he changes schools because it's uh, a lot cheaper for his dad. Go Longhorns. Uh, changes film. Changes to be film, and his dad just says, "Hey, don't half-ass it," which is some real like. country father thing to say like i don't know how many times i've heard that shit growing up myself whatever you're gonna do don't have to ask it oh no like his dad was really like understanding about it like it's like oh okay you're gonna change to like film school okay obviously his his dad doesn't know what it is he doesn't know anything about it but he just knows like if it's gonna make my son happy you know all right, but put your all into it, which anybody, really, like us growing up, we always got that advice. Put your all into whatever you do. So it's kind of cool. Yeah. It, it's like an old Abraham Lincoln quote, like, whatever you choose to be, be a good one. There, there you go. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, graduates film school, uh, starts bartending at this uh, blues club. Um, Hanging out with black people. I was yeah, like, and then, he, and then he gets to, ooh, look at you, Matthew yeah. McConaughey. <laughs> Culture. But then, uh, but then he gets the fucking break of a lifetime. Like, I can't believe this. His friend says, hey, come to this bar, get some free beers. Oh, by the way, go talk to that guy over there. He's a movie producer, casting agent or somebody. And then he gets the role of Wooderson, just like that. Uh, I mean, obviously, you know, he performed well in the auditions, but. But yeah, just got lucky. Yeah. Met the right guy at the right time. Well, and they almost got kicked out of the bar. I mean, yeah. They did yeah. get kicked out. Yeah. They, yeah. That's how you yeah. really become friends with somebody. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. This, and shit, I tell you what, like, he, he, he stepped in shit and, like, come out perfect, like, Clean as hell. Cleaner than he went in. Like, sometimes. With the dualies, like, he stepped in shit whenever he went in Australia with them, right? Came out. He got away from them. He came out with, like, amazing experience in Australia after that. Yeah. Better than he went in. He he, Better uh, understanding of who he was. He goes into college. Does the same thing, I think. Like, he was going to go somewhere. He goes, you know, somewhere else. Um... that more suits him, I guess, being in Austin rather than Dallas. And then at the same time, he, uh, what's a good way to put this? Like he finds what he's like really wants to do with his life. Yeah. Which is awesome. And then he starts working at a bar, right? Which is not like the best job in the world, but he especially likes after you're right out of college. Right. Like you're like, Oh, I'm educated, but I, I'm a fucking waiter, you know? Yeah. And, uh, but yet that gets him the opportunity to meet this big movie producer. Like, so yeah, 
he's he's just green light after green light after green light. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I was gonna think. I was gonna say it comes back to what he says about green lights. You know, it's be like like push through, pivot, or uh, there's another one, but I can't remember what it was. And he's really good at pivoting. You know, he's really good at coming to a, a, a spot and being like, "This isn't going the way I want it to go," and then he just changes. He just pivots real quick. You know, in the duelies, he's like, "This is going where I want to go. I'm gonna go to a different house." Uh, law school, not going how I want to go. Just gonna change the film. Yeah. You know. I need yeah. to make money. I like this club's music. I'm gonna work. I'm gonna work here. Enjoy the yeah. music for free. Right. Get paid. All right. Yeah. And that that deal. brings us to the big, the big thing. His first lines in his yeah. first movie, which and is not his first appearance in the movie, which I was confused about. <laughs> yeah. Well, they added later scenes, and then they shot. They shot him with those. So. Yeah. Yeah. So, all right, all right, all right. Those words ring so much better now whenever whenever I read read the book, I you know, I listened to the book or whatever. And and then I watched that movie and I I had to watch that movie after I seen that big passage in the book whenever he's talking about on the film, the whole filming of that, and like yeah. being on set, and then his dad passed away. You know, like it was. Yeah, it's wild. It was. And I, wild. I, when when I Jed was over and I pulled putting the movie on, that's what was going through my head. It was like, right now as he's acting, it, it it's in his conscious that his dad has died, and there's some scenes where you can kind of see. It, a somber sadness on him for no reason. If you really look, you can see it. Yeah. He was almost not in the mood. He just wanted to get the scene over and shot. Yeah. But it also kind of fits his character in a way. You know, yeah. he's always hanging out with these younger kids and it's like he's sad that he's not, yeah. you know, where they are anymore. He has to eventually, you know, grow up. Well, he talks about like, oh, I'm thinking about going back to school, man. Yeah. But not yeah. that summer, man. That summer, gotta get the Aerosmith tickets. Main priority of the summer. <laughs> main priority of the summer is getting Aerosmith tickets. <laughs> That's what's up. So yeah, I, I, I get play it. Ball. Like, don't you guys get it? Like he he was, especially in those beginning scenes, whenever he was, uh, I guess, the cool guy. You know, his dad yeah. was still alive. And then after he passed, like, he kind of took that, that more somber approach. And he was more in tune with, like, the emotional side of that role, which is really, really cool. Yeah, he goes on that speech, you know. You just got to keep on living, man. L-I-V-I-N. Exactly. Exactly. And, oh, my God, he put so much into that character. It was amazing. <laughs> You gotta do and, what Randall Pink Floyd wants to do. I mean, Doesn't yeah, matter. You, People are gonna try to tell you to do this. People are gonna try to get you to follow these rules. Try to follow you that. If it isn't this piece of paper, it's gonna some other piece of paper. You gotta do what Randall Pink Floyd wants to do. You gotta keep yeah. on living, man. And it's like it's cool too, cause like this, you know, when he signed up for this role, it was like he had like three lines three scenes like barely in this movie at all but now like 
you don't think a day is confused without Wooderson. No, yeah. Like Wooderson it makes like he's not the main character, but he feels like he should be. Oh yeah. For sure. No need to worry. Plans are in the making. Party at the Moon Tower. You should ditch those two nerds with you got in the back, but we'll talk about that some other time. <laughs> I love that shit. Man, I love those redheads. I know you. You were in my history class. <laughs> Whatever the fuck he says. Check you later. later. Check you later. <laughs> Why you like that? Nerd. nerd. Why you like nobody, that? Nobody wants that nerd shit. Yeah. <laughs> Why are you such a fucking weirdo? Check you later. Check you later. <laughs> later. <laughs> That's some funny shit. Great movie. Amazing. Great movie, man. Glad we watched it. So then after, right. after the film, Days Confused, he eventually graduates film school and he heads out to California. To sleep on the, the couch of the guy that he was at the bar with, right? Yeah. And he's yo, I need an agent. Well, first of all, he gets there right as the guy's fucking. Like, what convenient <laughs> timing. Great. Like, the guy is like, he's committed to getting this done. He's like, yeah. ah, fuck, 20 minutes. <laughs> um, and he's, he's like, yo, I need to get an agent. He's like, you don't need shit. You need to get out of here. <laughs> Send him to freaking Germany. He's like, as soon as you need something, like, that's whenever you're fucked already. <laughs> Hollywood smells neat on you. That's when they went. Him, Slater, and uh, ben- Benny. I want to say it was Benny. Yeah. They went and um, got those uh, those motorcycles, man. Like like four brand new motorcycles. One's a Ducati. One's a, another name brand. Like they were all like good brand new bikes. Brand new. For free. Yeah. Well, twelve hundred bucks total. Yeah, they they didn't have enough money to like rent the whole thing, like yeah, the whole time like, or whatever, it. and they wanted to go down to like Italy or something. Yeah, crazy. And like I said before, I was like, he doesn't even have enough money to do this, and he's just yeah. like, I'm hitting the road anyways. Like I, like he, the stars aligned, and he still was able to get the bike with the guys, and they were able to go and ride and enjoy like. Probably camping out underneath the stars in the mountains, like yeah. doing all that stuff, man. Having, oh, having I should an do adventure. that tonight. <sighs> I should do that tonight. Yeah, dude, that'd be so cool. Just grab driving me around a, Europe. Grab man. me a fat blunt. Go out to the mountains. Just see <laughs> the stars. Hey, man, don't forget your bongos and your birthday suit. Bongos and birthday suit, baby. Some tunes. I think that was what he called that title, that chapter, by the way. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, dude, that was such a cool experience. And then the guy puts one down, totally wrecks a brand new Ducati, and he just just brings him another one. Yeah, hey, that was crazy. Dude, that was Johan, a little bit too much. Dude, Johan, you're too good. You're too good of a person, man. Yeah, that guy needs a little bit more respect on his name. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, man. And uh, God, yeah. just imagine, like, he was totally like, man, don't worry about it. Like, you need to finish this trip with you and your boys. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Sounds yeah, it's crazy. crazy. What, cre- what but, was crazy for me... Uh, sorry, you guys something about the bikes? Yeah, I was, I was just going to say, like, he, he got so much out of it, and he was relaxed. He went back, you know, to Hollywood. But that's not, like, the... That's the first trip, and it was like, oh, that trip would be, like, a life-changing trip for anybody. Yeah, but he yeah. just he doesn't it's stop just, there. Like he just keeps on going. Yeah, he keeps on going and building man. like his life up. Yeah. Cause then after that, you know, he starts getting like work 
and then eventually he's like, I can't live with this guy anymore. So he gets a freaking, like, mobile home, and he just starts, like, driving around the U.S. in his mobile home. He's like a recording device as he's driving, which is super cool. So he can, like, yeah. has his journal in audio form, whatever. Shacking up at random places, meeting cool, like, local town people, man. That's a freaking cool life. Yeah. Dude, his yeah. dog, man. Just a man and his dog on the road. The Great American Adventure. And by this point, like, he's not... Is he super famous? Like, he's, like, known. He's a known actor, but he's not, like, over-the-top famous. Yeah. He has money, you know? When he does uh, How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days, I think that's when he was in New York and, like, people started coming up to him on, like, Time magazine. or Not Time, but, like, some big magazine. <clears throat> I remember yeah. he talked about it on the book. In the book, he's, like, yeah. then people started to... It was weird. Yeah, like he was like going to get a sandwich two days in a row. Yeah. And like one day it was he was nobody. The next day he was Matthew McConaughey. Uh, yeah. 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 But okay, so he's super famous, but yet at the same time he's just he's doing what like retirees do, you know, like well, driving think, around the U.S. just relaxing. Yeah. And, I think that uh, producer told him well, exactly what he needed to hear is like don't be looking for it. It'll come if it needs to. Just do your thing and go about your life. You know. I yeah. think I think a lot then, of people need that advice. I think yeah. Matthew McConaughey has inspired more people to like. Don't. Not saying don't chase your dream, but like. Don't push too hard. Gotta don't hold push on too loosely. hard. Don't let go. Hold on, loosely. Don't let even, go. What I thought was like totally like baller move was whenever he had like a, a meeting with somebody, he'd be like, oh, yeah, well, I'm in like halfway through Nebraska right now. Why don't you just fly into Omaha and I'll meet you there in like uh, two, three days. And they would just like it would just like converge on a on a, you know, a bigger place with an airport, have their meeting. They would fly out and he would just keep driving. I was like, That's yeah, cool. It's almost like he's just trying to live off the grid, sort of. Absolutely. He he just like kept like two mailboxes or whatever. Yeah, got his, in, all of his mail. I guess one of them was in Denver too. What what year was that out? Like what year was he on the road? Because he probably didn't have a cell phone, right? Or maybe like cell phones just started coming around, so it wasn't like people could just get a hold of him so easily. What if he had a car phone, bro? Oh, dude, I didn't even think about that. Bro, he might have had a car phone. I think he did. Didn't I think he mentions did? having a car phone in the book. Uh, that's pretty cool. <laughs> no, no, no. The, the sports car had a car phone, I think. I don't think it's mobile home, dude. I don't know. I don't know. But yeah, maybe. Demonetized. <laughs> oh, can you guys hear like, that? Strike. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh. yeah we got to edit that out. <laughs> That's okay. <laughs> that'll that'll right. get our channel banned. So good, dude. Now we got to edit oh. it out. <laughs> uh, yeah, man. So, dude, that was just so cool. Like, he's just... He, at this point, he's already had, like, a dream life. Yeah. He, he's got to do what he loves, which... Acting. He's writing. He's He's on the road. Like, he's had these adventures, like... You could stop now and just hang your hat on that. Yeah, right? I had a good life. 
Yeah. But no, well, what does he do? He keeps going. Like out of a out of a dream. A dream. He just dreams some crazy shit, right? Which Not most just people any like, dream, Mark. A wet, a wet one. Gross. <laughs> but well, yeah, he's like in Amazon. Yeah, he dreams right? about the Amazon yeah. and African tribesmen and like just all this over the top kind of stuff. And what does he do? He's like, that's what I got to do with my life. I need to refine myself. And he goes to the fucking Amazon, man. He goes and takes LSD, fly like floats naked down the river. And like that that's nuts. That like what is this guy? Like he's telling like I'm reading this or I'm listening to this and I'm like, what is this? Like this doesn't make No, like rational people don't do these things. Why is Matthew McConaughey doing that? Why why is little little Matthew floating down the river butt naked on ecstasy? Like all all from a dream. Like I'm afraid. What if what if I got too happy in life would i get weird like i don't know but after that like he goes out and he starts doing all these rom-coms right well i guess he was doing some beforehand he was known as like the rom-com guy he's like i don't want to fucking be the rom-com guy yeah but he still needs work and so he's literally like one right after the other rom-coms he's He's floated down the river butt naked, right? And uh, what happens after that? He he goes back. He finds himself. And uh, I think he gears up for... What? what was that movie? Where he just decides to shave his head. Rain of Fire. Rain of Fire. Rain of Fire. Dude, I, I, I've seen that. I saw the movie a long time ago. And I want to watch it so bad right now. Yeah, I same. I'm Yeah, I I'm watched it recently. It's like man, it's such a quick movie. Like you think there'd be more to it, but it's so quick. Kind of not that thrilling. Hmm. But still cool. So, like like I was saying though, he he goes to this phase and he wants to do this this movie cuz he's like I'm done with these romantic comedies like right now like he's getting fed up. Because he's been put in this corner and everything. And he wants to really prepare for this role. So what does he do? He like goes out to his brother's ranch. And he's like, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. Because make myself like rugged and tough. And like. Run just kind of like, in the desert. Stand yeah. on the edge of a barn to get ready for heights. Yeah. What, what would a... Like, what do you say? What would a dragon fighter, like, make How himself out to be? Yeah. And uh, he's like, I'm going to tackle cows. He's <laughs> like, crazy stuff, right? Also, and, uh, I wanted to say something. Because when you talked about, like, tipping cows, I always heard about tipping cows. Why did we never go tip cows? Because uh, it's, it's not, not a thing. It's impossible. Nobody can tip cows. We can try. No, no. We, you get in there, and then you try to get close. They just run away. Like, oh, we gotta get them whenever they sleep. No, 
Then you find a bull, and the bull horns you right in the ass. That's, no. No, about ain't like, happening, bro. What about, like, uh, goats? Okay, we can we can go scare a goat. I think they just fall over if they get too Dude, scared. No, we gotta find those goats that, like, go, like, stiff leg when they get scared. Yeah, they, they faint because... Yeah, they, let's go some, freak out some goats. Humanely, the of course. Goats. Humanely fainting... Them. It's good for them. Builds character. So Matthew McConaughey. Matthew McConaughey. Matthew McConaughey. Matthew McConaughey. Fails miserably at his training to become this this dragon slayer. Yeah. But he he says, "Fuck it, I'm going to Ireland anyways. I'm gonna do this fucking movie. I'm gonna be the dragon slayer." You know. And what happens is he has a good time. He's he's not doing a romantic comedy, but he's still like. He's a little bit serious on set. Like, he's taking his role very sternly. So, yeah, like I was saying, he, he's taking his role, like, more seriously because it's not, like, a relaxed set where you can just joke around and be Mr. Good-looking guy on set, you know, for, the like, a romantic comedy. Yeah. And, uh, but once again, Matthew McConaughey. He's like, I've done this. I can't be satisfied. I can't be satisfied. Something in his mind must be warped because he's not. He's like, I'm not satisfied with this. I'm just, I'm done. I'm done with this. Bam. Another crazy wet dream, of course. Same wet dream, actually. Yeah. Floating on his back down the river, African tribesmen. This time he says, you know, I've been to the Amazon. I've had that experience. And I know those African tribesmen. I'm going to go see some African tribesmen. But what African tribesmen? Well, he goes back to the blues. And he goes and finds a, a famous-ish blues singer that still lives in Maui. Mali. No, so yeah, Mali, Africa. Floats down a river. Gets to this village to talk to him. And he gives him a very important lesson. One that I love. So much. Lesson of wet shit. You know, you go to a cow pasture that's been baking in the sun all day, you're not going to smell much. You're not. That, that, those cow patties, they're dried up. Nothing left. But you go to a cow patch with a lot of cows in it, and it's got some fresh poo-poo. Oh, yeah, you're going to smell that. That's wet shit. It leaves an impression. It leaves a mark. And that's the lesson. You want to be wet shit. You want, you want to go to a room, say a couple things, be remembered, and then leave. You know, you want to, you want to leave an impression by it. Because that's when they're going to be like, oh, you know who's, who's good for this role? Oh, that guy. That guy's going to be good for this role. That's a good McConaughey role. Or like, oh, you know, you know who's a good guy? McConaughey. I remember he helped me out one time. He's a good guy. Wet shit. That's, that's the, probably my favorite lesson from this book was wet shit. So, in Africa, without recapping too much about what he does, he, um, you know, he floats down another river. He sees some African tribesmen. But more importantly, he gets into a fight. Because he doesn't, he, obviously, if you're famous, you're not going to be like, oh, I'm just some, some, just some famous guy from fucking yeah. America, you know? No. Like, he's like, oh, I, uh, I'm a... A boxer writer and 
of course, whenever you say anything about fighting, like somebody wants to fight, right? Yeah. So Matthew McConaughey gets into this wrestling match with some guy out in the bush of Africa. Some tribesman guy. It's crazy. Yeah. And they're like, it's, it was cool how they wrestled too because it was like, it was, almost, it was almost like, you know, like a more like regulated match than I thought it was going to be. Like it wasn't like, you guys weren't just going to fight. They like queued up, grabbed each other's waistbands, put their heads into each shoulders, spread out. They had like a, a power struggle at first and then they would go back and forth, you know, doing other stuff like, you know, wrestling and stuff. So it was a little bit, uh, yeah, it was a little bit more regular than I thought it was going to be for the Bush of Africa. And um, he didn't win. Except for the fact that he took the challenge, which was the real win. But he held his own. He did. He sounds like he did decent. Yeah. He gained some I mean, respect. Left a mark. Yeah. He was, like, bloodied and everything, but he, he said he was fine. Like, he, he was, went back to that tribe, I guess, since then. And... 15 years, it's, I think, he did. Yeah. That was pretty cool. And the like, same guy walked in between villages holding his hand, even though he had a replaced hip. They didn't get a rematch. <laughs> yeah. It's crazy, dude. He's lived such a life, man. Yeah. and that, he's, still, he's still pretty young. He's not that old. Yeah, he's, he's not very old. And then what does he do, though, after that? He's, he... He comes back. He's found himself again, you know. Yeah. He goes, I think, like, th- there was another point where he had to find himself. And yeah. it was more like. Well, he, doesn't he meet that? He meets his wife. Yeah, whenever after Africa, right? Yeah, he oh, meets her. And, yeah. Yeah. She's, well, she, I, think he, I think he dates for a while. And it's not working for him. And then he has his next wet dream. Yeah, how it's okay for him to like he he wanted to be a father, never necessarily wanted to be like a husband. So he ends up having like what twenty two. Yeah. No, I think it was eleven. No, it was twenty two. It was twenty two. Twenty two moms with two kids each. Yeah, that was the thing. Or four? No, four kids each because it was eighty eight kids, and they just like rolled up to him, on his freaking like, you know, house, and they just like one by one like went by and met him like he was some kind of mall Santa. But it was like the it was like so happy for him. It was like, yeah, all the he said. I think he said it was like, no, that was the other one. No, mind. Right. but yeah. And then he's like, yeah, I don't really need to be married. I just got to find, you know, somebody to have kids with. Basically, is what I kind of took away from that. But then he finds a wife anyway. Yeah. He he uh, again like don't push too hard. Like the universe will bring somebody to you, kind of thing. Yeah. Bring the opportunity to you. Just. Well, and then he stopped again. Uh, film like he stopped doing movies again because he was like he, he just kept turning it down, turning this this down and that down. And I remember he kept getting offered uh, like so much for this role, one rom com, and he was like, no, no. And they kept increasing the price like astronomical. Yeah. And then uh, he made it, and then he went on to True Detective. Which is fucking badass. I bought that. Um, I think when he takes breaks and he goes back into filming, he really lets it loose because, man, True Detective is a badass film. Oh, yeah. And, and then he had the whole thing with the Dallas, Dallas Buyers Club. 
Yeah, where he had to lose the weight. And... Yeah, and like nobody wanted to like produce it. Like nobody wanted to put the money out for it. And it was like he just kept. He's like, no, we're gonna do it. We're gonna film. And he's like, yeah, we don't have the money, but we're gonna start filming in October. Yeah, and they pulled it off. <laughs> and then I didn't it, like win an Oscar. Yeah, yeah. I think so. Which crazy. Yeah, he he had went to that uh he was the guy he he was betraying 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 portraying Port- yeah i don't know what i'm trying to do the guy he was uh modeling himself after let's say uh he went to their like that man's family and they had all of his journals and he like was able to get like a real deep connection into the character i thought was really cool also, I think anybody that uh, like puts their body through a lot of stuff, like he has, like that's amazing for an actor to do. Like yeah. he's he's literally like going from a very uh, I don't know how to put it. Like he's like jacked, or he's like it really in shape, I should say. And uh, he just like cuts everything out of his diet. He just goes like Auschwitz victim skinny basically for this yeah. role. Maybe not the best choice of words, but <laughs> he 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 goes like total opposite direction. And what well, what did what did he say? He was like only like having a couple glasses of wine and like like white fish. And yeah. That was it. He's only allowing himself so much and he has all this discipline which I think is really really cool like for a career choice and like something where it seemed like you wouldn't really need a lot of discipline it would be like oh yeah like i uh i don't drink whenever i uh i act you know or oh yeah i got to portray this person oh, i got to you know turn myself into this character so like yeah, I'm gonna read a couple books, but like that's about it. And I'm gonna read all all my lines and go over everything, and I'll get it then, right? But then, like Matthew McConaughey is like, oh, I'm gonna stop eating because of <laughs> this. I'm gonna run out in the desert because of this. Like he pushes himself way further than most actors do. Like I wonder if Jed gets the role of like you know farmer number four in something right is he gonna go out there and like plow a field to like really get in the role or is he gonna you know just like oh i read a book like i got this you know i think that's what separates like matthew mcconaughey from a lot of other actors which i thought was really cool reading about that like in that one movie in particular because that's his big like re-entry like for oh yeah okay he did magic mike and that's where he was jacked actually and then he does dallas buyers club and he has to go in the opposite direction that's what i was thinking yeah jed you're uh, muted thank you thank you um, so a lot of that comes down to like how actors approach movies and like, you know, you talk about like method actors and those would be the guys that like, that's what they do. As soon as they get a role, all they do is research it until they do the role. And then they act like, they just act like that all the time. They don't leave character until the moving, the shooting is done. Uh, Al Pacino is a pretty famous one. Uh, I think he dialed it back when he got a little bit older, but, um, 
but yeah, I like his approach. You know, he's he's trying to get to the root of it, right? Like like what he did with the Reign of Fire. That's not exactly what a dragon hunter would do. Dragon hunter would probably just go hunt dragons and learn on the fly. You know, uh, you know they probably just train for something else. And then this, I, I don't know how he got into killing dragons. You know, that's that's my question, I guess. Um, but uh, yeah, I would. What I like to do is I like to read about like um, who this character is. So if I'm playing a farmer, I'm gonna read about like what kind of farms they have in that area. You know, I'm like, you know, I'll try to pick up some like, uh, you know, I'll try to find like newsreels of people from that area talking, or like try to like look at research of like that time period. You know, and try to get like what we're talking about. Like, you know, what's what's you know what's going on? What am I thinking about? Because I try to, get, I want to get like in more in the in the mind of, of uh, my my character. But that's just me. Um, anyway, but yeah, he he's really good about getting into a character. Yeah, that's what. And I, that's one thing I noticed about Wooderson. Like he seemed like Wooderson really seemed like Matthew McConaughey. <laughs> oh. <laughs> like I I feel like if you just gave Matthew McConaughey the background, I feel like boom, that's him. It was it was easy for him to do that, I guess, though, because he modeled that character off of his older brother. So right. So it was in in a sense him in a way like he knew the character through and through. But uh, after that, though, like I guess it was incredible the amount of detail he put into a movie that wasn't even getting funded properly, right? right? And, uh, like, he was so passionate about changing his career that he was like, I'll do whatever it takes, almost. That was really cool. And I think they kind of, like, leave it after that movie, right? They don't talk about anything else. And um, But what they do talk about is, like, the fact that even he knows he's lived a ridiculous life. And uh, it all boils down to, like, He's happy where he is right now. He's happy with like his family and everything. He's like happy that he's a father to two kids and a like really understanding wife and like really supportive wife. And it, it was just really cool. Like all around, Matthew McConaughey's journey has been insane. And I know we kind of like gave you some highlights of the book, but we we didn't even scratch the surface on how amazing the book w- was. Or very is. well written. So yes, very well written, because Matthew McConaughey, being a writer, he writes his own biography and tells an amazing yeah. story. He knows exactly what to leave in, what to take out, and uh, maybe, maybe even more. I don't know. Like, yeah, and I would highly recommend. Like, I know I listen to the audiobook that that he narrates, and I know Mark and Lane uh, listen to a different one. Um, I would definitely recommend the audiobook that he narrates just because you get that extra little bit of McConaughey flair and like he does voices for certain people that just really elevates the story and uh he puts like a little bit of extra stuff in there you know like little side comments every once in a while um that I don't think you'd get otherwise so yeah definitely a good book definitely worth a, a read or a listen um yeah and if you're gonna listen to it I, I recommend McConaughey narrating it but, but yeah what do you guys think what's your takeaway how about you Nala she loves it. She loves the book. She yeah, says, I believe it. is my favorite book. I read it every night. 
after I eat my kibbles. <laughs> she did not give me nearly enough attention for what I wanted. Listen, man, she's super selective. I think it was a lot of the, of the moves. She's too. a cat. <laughs> she's a cat. They're like, they're just not, they're not into people. <laughs> you know me, dude. I went over to my friend's house uh, yesterday, and her cat immediately got in my lap and was just sitting there purring with me, like, all throughout the movie. And I was like, why couldn't Nala be like this? <laughs> well, she's got to know you. Yeah, I know you, Jed. Been there twice. I think the first time she didn't like me because of the dog scared her. Like the first time I saw her, yeah. and then Jeez. and then this time I think she was just frazzled from the movie. <laughs> but I don't know. She would not stop freaking meowing on the drive. We were driving her back to the to the new place. She just kept meow, meow. She didn't like, like she the. She doesn't stop. like. Of course, she doesn't like car drives, dude. Can't She's a mellow move. life. She's a mellow like, life. Stay one place for a while. She's not a Matthew McConaughey kind of cat. Yeah. Well, green lights, ladies and gentlemen. Lights. You need it in your life. Go buy it. Go rent it. Go get somebody else to read it to you that sounds like Matthew McConaughey. Jed volunteers for anybody, you know? Yeah. Jed, you should do that. Go get you lunch. definitely read a book and then put it on YouTube. There you go. Anything by Stephen King. I'm it's not entirely sure bet. about the legality of that, but uh, <laughs> I'll look into it, I guess. Good idea. You're just reading. Who knows? But it's not my intellectual property. That's, well, yeah, you just got to have something that's public domain. There's plenty of books that are public domain. I'll read the dictionary. <laughs> Welcome to <laughs> Encyclopedia one. Britannica. Somebody would enjoy that. But you'd have like definitions, and people would be like, "Um, that's not what that word means anymore." Like, <laughs> you know what? It's what I say. It is. <laughs> well, like a, like I've said like a million times, everybody, love, peace, chicken grease. Fucking take it easy. Take it easy. Don't, all right, all right. Don't knock the wheels. L i v i n. Drive you crazy. Uh, it's green lights. It's like forty green light, bro. Court reports don't have numbers. All right, well, let me do the intro to this. All right. Hold on, I got to practice. Lights. Green right. lights. Passing on through them green lights. Um, okay. <laughs> you done? Yeah. <laughs> Green right. lights with Matthew McConaughey. Ah, my fucking god! Dead, you son of a bitch. <laughs> You're just gonna wait until I start again and do it again. Here we I go. I wonder where I would have gotten that idea, Lane. <laughs> where would I have picked that one up? Huh? I like it, dude. I like yeah. it. I I appreciate it. You're I learning. Shit. Giving everybody shit is uh, that's ninety percent of this oh, well. podcast. <laughs> that's right. All right, all you guys and piece of shit. I love that one.
All right, all you guys and gals. This is the episode where we go over green lights by Matthew hey, McConaughey. I can't oh, hear Jed because he's a little bitch and hasn't turned his shit up. But that's all right. 